Tonight, we are ending our series on change as we've been talking about prayer for the last four weeks. But I want to ask you, what is the, and I want you to raise your hand, what is the dumbest thing that, thing that you think you've ever prayed for? The dumbest thing. You're, huh? A bike? All right. All right. And who else? What are some dumb things you prayed for? Money? Okay. Your brother what? To share what? Soap? Okay. All right. All right. All right. What? 2K. All right. All right. Listen. All right. All right. Listen, right? So we would all be honest with ourselves that we have prayed for some dumb things of that, right? But let me add this other question on the, on the flip side of that. How many of you have prayed for things like, uh, say, an Xbox or a Switch or whatever it may be, but the Lord's answered that prayer as well? All right, let's be real, right? All right, you, you asked for 2K and you got it, right? Huh? All right, yeah. <laughs> But you know, but, I mean, but that's the truth, right? Sometimes we ask God for things that we really don't need, and we think to ourselves, well, why would we ask God for that? And sometimes it comes true, and we get it, right? It doesn't happen all the time. But we have been looking at, for the last couple of weeks, about prayer. The first week we looked at prayer, we realized something. We realized that prayer starts with God and ends with who? God, right? So it starts with God. <laughs> It starts with God and ends with God. The second week, we looked at it and we talked about how we can pray Scripture, how we can go to God's Word and pray Scripture because He knows Scripture, and even though He knows Scripture, we know that these are the right words that we can say to God. And last week, we looked at the model prayer on what some people say is the Lord's Prayer, but we know it as the model prayer. It's John's disciples. Jesus asked, His disciples asked Him, how teach us how to pray, and he showed them. Again, we, we looked at how we could look at it, and we adore Christ first. Then we confess our sins. Then we are thankful to him, and then we give our requests. Now, tonight we want to look at how we sometimes give requests. And if we look at Romans 8.34, we need to understand that when we pray to God, there's someone who is praying on our behalf. As we think of God the Father, that's who we're praying to, but there's Jesus, God the Son, who is praying on our behalf. And it said this, who is to condemn? Christ Jesus, the one who died more than that, who was raised, who is at the right hand of God, who indeed is interceding for us. So he is there. Jesus is right there on our behalf, talking to the Father with our requests. Again, as we think about that, we need to understand that when we talk to God and we pray to God, and as we talk to him, we need to be reverent, but we need to understand that we have someone who is on our side. Again, as we looked at last week, we looked at how the Old Testament, the only the priests could talk to God. But today, we have access that any one of us can talk to God. And he's always there. He's the best father that any of us could have. Let's be honest, right? There are times when we can't talk to someone because of different reasons, but there's someone who's always there, and that's God himself. But as we talked about last week, and we talked about how we need to adore Christ, and we need to be reverent, how we need to look at Him, there is something that God told us, Jesus told us in His Word, that we need to urgently be praying for, a request that we need to be praying for. 
And as I consider this, as we think of the world today, how many of you agree that we live in a messed up world? All right. We live in a world that basically today, they just passed in a state of New York that anyone can have an abortion at any stage of life. Even when the child is nine months old coming out, if you want to abort that child, you can do that. That's called murder. But we are, society is getting so bad and so terrible that we are allowing those things to just be done. Think about just how we today look at things, where we sometimes look at things that if we talk to our parents or we talk to our grandparents, they would say how terrible that was. But you talk to them now, they'll say how bad today society is. How we sometimes are so disrespectful and how things have changed. How many of you ever heard, told, heard your parents say, I wish we'd go back to the good old days? Anyone ever heard that? Right? Those are the good old days, right? We've heard that. Because we realize that the world is getting worse and worse and worse. It's not getting better and better and better. It's only going to get worse. So when we see things like that in New York, we know that that's not where it's going to end. So the question is, as we consider there are many people around the world who don't know Christ as the Lord and personal Savior, we are fortunate to live in a country like the Bahamas where there are churches on almost every corner that we have access to the Bible and we have access to, you know, just hearing God's word. But there are places that don't even know the name of Jesus. There are places that don't even have a Bible in their language. And let's be honest, we take that for granted, right? Because if I had to, how many of you have more than one Bible in here? All right. How many of us have the Bible in our phones where we have about 13 to 14 different versions, right? The list goes on. There are people who don't have one version. There are people who are risking their lives every day in order to give the word of God to people. So this is what in Matthew chapter 9, this is what Jesus is saying. And he's saying, look, this is something that we need to urgently pray for because this is something that we need. And Jesus went throughout all the cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues, and proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom, and healing every disease and every affliction. 36. When he saw the crowds, he had compassion for them, because they were harassed and helpless like sheep without a shepherd. Now let me stop there for a second. How many of you have ever seen sheep? Anyone ever seen sheep? Sheep are not the brightest animals, right? In fact, people would say the sheep are dumb animals, right? They need to be led. They need to be shown where to go. So here he is saying there are people, because we're sheep, and we are without a shepherd. There are people there who are looking for a shepherd, who need a shepherd. And he is saying, look, this is something that we need to pray for. This is something that we need to ask God to help us with, because we need people to tell people about Christ. Verse 37, then he said to his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Now, we may not understand that, but in the context, what he's saying is that, look, there are many people there. There are many people out there who don't know Christ. There are, there are plenty of people who need to hear the gospel message. There are plenty of people who need to hear about Jesus Christ. But guess what? There are few people who are doing it. There are few people who are going out and telling people about Christ. And listen, sometimes when we think about this, we sometimes think, hey, you know, we think of China, and we think of all these different places. But you know what reality is? It's that you are put in a place in your schools every single day. 
that you can tell someone about Christ. There are people in your school that don't know Christ as their Lord and personal Savior who are dying and going to hell every day. Right? There are people who basically, let's be honest, sometimes you go to school and you don't know if you'll make it home. The question is, are we praying that God will send people? But that, or do we ask God, hey God, is it me? Do you want me to tell Sue about Jesus Christ? Do you want me to tell John about Jesus Christ? Because that's what Jesus is saying. Look, I see that y'all need a shepherd. Y'all need guidance. And I'm willing, and I'm praying. And, he's, and his disciples, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Verse 38. Therefore, pray earnestly to the Lord of the harvest to send out laborers into his harvest. Again, as we think of prayer, what does earnestly mean? What do you think that earnestly means? What does that mean? Does that mean take your time or just when you think about it, just do it? What does it mean? All it constantly, right? Be praying for this. Crying out for it. God, please send people to places in the world that don't know Christ. Please, God, send people to my school. Please, God, send even me. You know, we live in a society today that people sometimes look at those who are missionaries or those who do ministry work as, you know, well, why are you doing it? That's a waste of time. But do you want me to tell you something? This is the most important job. Because every, even though you may work in a secular place, wherever God takes you, like I said, in your school, you are a minister in your school. On your work site, you are a minister there. If you would call yourself a Christian, everyone knows you. And they know whether you say you're a Christian. They know what type of name that you are saying. Let me ask a question. How many of you all in this room, people say you look like your mom or your dad? All right? Almost everybody, right? Almost everybody has that. You look like your mom or your dad. But guess what? As a Christian... Listen, hey, as a Christian, guess what? We're supposed to look like our Father. We're supposed to look like Christ. We're supposed to show Christ to those we come in contact with. You know, when I consider our lives and we consider that, you know what? We don't know when our last breath's going to be. We don't know when... You know, when, when, when the world's going to come. We don't know when Jesus Christ is coming back. But there's a question for each one of us in this room tonight. The question is this. If Christ was to come back now, would you be ready? All right? I ask, you know, think about it. Would you be ready? Would you know where you would spend eternity? That's one side of the coin. The next side is this. If you know Christ, what are you doing with that? Are you telling your friends about Christ? Are you telling family relatives about Christ? Are you praying that God will send people out to the world to tell people about Christ? You see, God may not send each one of us to China or anywhere in the world as a missionary. But he's placed each one of you right where he has. So I want to challenge you as we 
finish this series and we've been talking about change and we're talking about how we need to change to become more like Christ. And we consider prayer. We start out by talking about prayer changes things. And the reality is that we need to learn to pray to him more. So I ask you, when's the last time you prayed for your family? When's the last time you prayed for your friends? When's the last time you prayed for your school? When's the last time you prayed for your community? Prayer equals change when we pray for what matters most. Prayer equals change when we pray for what matters most. We need to ask God to send people. But we all need to ask God to help us to tell others about Christ. Because the reality is that we have the cure for death for us who know, Christ, who know Christ. And yet we haven't been telling people about Christ. So I would challenge you again to pray. Pray that God will place someone in your heart and your life that you need to tell about Christ. And pray that you'll be a good witness to them. Let's pray. Father, we thank you again for tonight. We thank you for your word. Thank you for the truth that it is. Father, I pray that you would help us to, again, not to just be hearers, but be doers of your word. Challenge us. Help us to become more like you. Father, I pray that you would send laborers, people to tell others about Christ in places that we can go. But also, Father, I pray that you would help us in our schools, that we would tell people about Christ in our workplaces, wherever we go, that we would be willing to take a stand for you. And Father, that we would look like you because you are our Father. And we just thank you and we pray in Jesus' name.